Earth doesn't have just one hero anymore. Now it has me. Now it has Supergirl. Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan, and joining me in the studio, Mike Volby. Hello. Hello. Before we get started today, just a quick reminder that I am available for hire for all of your digital media needs, photography, photo editing, and retouching, graphic and web design, or video and audio production. You can see my portfolio and get more information by going to robloganmedia.com. He's also single <laughs> and looking for an attractive woman. Oh, there you go. Uh, which is completely unrelated, but uh, I, I have done recently over the last few weeks a couple portrait shoots. I saw the pictures. They look good. Thank you. Building up my portfolio and uh, refining my skills as a senior portrait photographer. Mm. So for people that require senior portraits or family portraits, portraits of their kids, anything you're really looking for, headshots. I, I got all that covered for you. Headshot. Boom. Boom. So, yeah, not that kind of headshot. I will do a much less fatal one. <laughs> it yeah. will be purely capturing your soul in a camera and not necessarily uh, your life from a bullet. So, yeah, robloganmedia.com. Check me out there. Mm-hmm. See what I do. Give me some money for doing work. Cause there you go. I'll earn it. Why not? Uh, we have some reviews and news this episode. We're going to start off with our reviews. And you saw a movie recently that I, I also saw. So I, I figured we would talk about that. I saw a movie that I had no concept of. Like, I, you talked about Pitch Perfect. Had you not seen the first? No. Oh, Didn't so you be. went in completely oh, blind. I, no I, I figured it out. Okay. I, I figured this wasn't that complicated to figure out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we both saw Pitch Perfect too. And uh, what did you think? I enjoyed it. For what it was. I mean, yeah. I didn't see the first one. I have nothing to compare it to. I expected it to be really cheesy and mm-hmm. goofy and just not. And I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. You had talked the the Asian character who has a very dark personality. Yeah. Like, just the things she throws out. Whispers were, really yeah, weird stuff. It, under that her was breath. good. Yeah. All the characters were good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I, I laughed. Yeah. I got into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm weird, odd that I saw it, but I did. So... I don't know. I just, I, all right. I saw you were it. coerced into seeing I it. I was. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. It was funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll see the first one. I heard the first one was better. It was. I mean, I pretty much, I get the story. <laughs> but as far as it, it being a movie, like it was an, an entertaining movie and I enjoyed seeing yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? You saw it. I did. I did. I, I agree that it is. Agree. I, I, you didn't see the first, so it's hard for me to agree with you, but I will agree with those that said that they enjoyed the first more than I did as well. Mm. The first was a better movie. The first two, when it came out, was kind of under the radar and then like exploded mm. once it hit more distribution than just the theater. And I've said it before, and there are a lot of people that, won't outright necessarily say they love Pitch Perfect, but you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who's seen it and didn't like it. Yeah. Because everyone seems to universally enjoy that movie. 
So uh, it is good. Pitch Perfect 2 was also good. It I just, enjoyed the the two people doing the podcast. Yes, yes. They're also... Are they in the first one? They are. Oh, they were uh, great. Well, that Elizabeth, was like the highlight of the movie for me. Those this two. movie was Elizabeth Banks' directorial debut, oh. Pitch Perfect 2. Uh, she was very much involved with producing the first movie, mm-hmm. but didn't direct it, I don't think. But her and the announcer, they in that first movie, they filmed all of that in one day all their announcing parts yeah and they they're not doing a podcast in the first movie mm-hmm. they're just announcers for the acapella competition yeah. uh and then as they go more international in this one mm. is where they become like the podcasting and part of funny. it too yeah they're very funny uh but they're, they're even funnier in the first two from the second movie i'm still in love with anna kendrick mm-hmm. obviously however becca her character was a lot less likable in this movie yeah yeah, that character wasn't that yeah. likable. And she had some very, like, kind of bitchy mm-hmm. things that she said and did. And I was like, oh, wow, that doesn't seem consistent with her character at all. People so, change. I guess. But fame does things to people. <laughs> I guess it changes so. them. Now she's greedy. She wants more. She's- I guess. But she was she was a lot more likable in the first. Uh, in this movie, Keegan Michael Key's character, yes, the music producer, was great. He was one of the highlights he was, of the he movie was for me. He was very funny. I and love Snoop Dogg being in it. That was random. I like what they did with him. That Christmas album, yeah, yeah, like hilarious. Uh, I I didn't really I didn't really dig the evolution of Bumper and Amy's relationship. In uh, the first movie, I thought it was a lot more funny because they keep insinuating. That something is going on in the mm-hmm. first and like in this one, they're exploring their relationship more mm-hmm. in the first one. They keep insinuating that something is happening. You never see anything oh, okay. happen. And actually, all the stuff between Bumper and Amy in the first movie was all improv. It was not a part of the script. Oh, really? But it was so I'll watch for that. People were so entertained by it that they like gave them more to do and play off each mm-hmm. other in the first movie when they started doing that anyway. Uh, and that was it, it, it was a lot funnier, I thought, because it was insinuated not as in your face in the first movie. So I kind of wish that that same relationship maintained instead of necessarily becoming as public as it did in the second movie. The 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 thing that was still very good, though, and this is something I think Pitch Perfect as a franchise has just going easily for it, is that it's very easy to hit emotional chords with music. Mm. So. In the first one, uh, during their big climactic musical number at the end, it's the most emotional hits you part of the movie. Yeah. And it's the same thing in this one. The big final performance yeah. for them is where the emotion really hits you. And they, they again use, uh, music to do that very good. And I'm not going to say exactly what happens during that, but what they present and what they reveal mm-hmm. during that final performance was like, Oh, that's really cool. That's yeah. a good idea. And it worked its way into the movie very well, too. So I really like that. Uh, one of the biggest annoyances in the movie for me is someone who you might not be familiar with by name is a guy named Flula. And that was the, the, not the, the woman for the Germans, but the guy who had like oh, the crazily yeah. square jaw. Yeah. Flula is a YouTuber. He's famous for doing music on YouTube. Really? And they probably recruited him for this movie because of that. And. As a YouTuber, like I've seen him guest star in other people's videos and I've watched a the video or two. Was annoying. Exactly. I mean, it was a little bit funny. The girl was funny. But. The girl was funny. I've seen a couple of Flula's videos and they're not funny at all. Like I don't like that character. I don't, I know is that the, the character in the movie is that like his character? Somewhat. He, he just plays like a, 
his character is like a dumb German on YouTube. Mm. And I think he plays up like while he definitely has a German accent, he definitely plays up the broken English yeah. more in, in his character than he probably actually has. And it's it's I don't know. It just comes off as dumb. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a fan of his style of comedy and stuff. I find him very annoying. So I was aggravated that he was like in this major movie as like a YouTuber. I just thought he was just an actor or yeah, something. Yeah. That they they casted. I didn't realize too they all really sang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's one of the reasons they got Flula to be in the movie is because yeah. he has a musical piece to his. It, I mean the movie does. was over the top. Like even the the singing. I don't know. It was a like goofy. It was a like oh, weird yeah. like wow, they're really Yeah. I totally. They were like, oh, I felt awkward at the oh, yeah. I was watching. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. These people are like. Well, when they're having like a, a sing off. Yeah. 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 There's something like that that happens in the first movie. Which too. was, which was funny. David Cross was funny. The biggest fan of acapella. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> they have, you know, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. In the movie. That, was that was weird. Weird. That didn't necessarily work for me. No, I don't know why, how that happened. So whoever, somebody's a fan of them then. I think they were just trying to do something that was so non-stereotypically acapella. Like, yeah, you're not going to have jocks that love acapella necessarily. So they were like, oh, well, who's what's the jockiest we can get? Pro football players. Yeah. We'll have them do it. And it just didn't work necessarily. If, I'm, I'm okay with it being the Packers. Had it been like Tom Brady and the Patriots, ooh, <laughs> I would have been like out of the theater. Yeah, I would have yeah. got up and walked out. <laughs> Keep my money. Yeah. I'm out. You yeah. took my dignity. <laughs> That's all I have on it, though. Oh, okay. Same with you? Yeah, I okay. enjoyed it. it was... All right. Yeah, it was good. I have the... Now, this happened fairly recently. The Supergirl CBS yeah. TV series pilot leaked online. And the video that's out there is like a 1080p HD video with no station watermarks or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's completely clean. There are a lot of rumors that this leak is not accidental because what happened in the past around this time last year, the flash pilot leaked online. The quality wasn't nearly as good as this one, but it was still very good. It was very watchable. And from that buzz, grew about the flash series because the pilot was so good and people started talking about it because obviously it's going to get out there people are going to watch it and now the flash is the highest rated show that the cw has ever had so what i think might have happened is cbs might have said well look at what happened over here what if we leaked the supergirl pilot and of all the the fall tv preview trailers that have been released so far Supergirl, that extended teaser, mm-hmm. which oh. is all from the pilot, yeah. uh, has been watched more than any other thing. So it already is like the leader of the pack. So it's if a they, good marketing move. If they then leak the pilot and people start watching it and Buzz starts going, which Buzz is already People love the up, idea that they're doing something wrong. Right. Oh, my God, look what we got. Well, not, not even uh, wrong necessarily, but the criticisms of the trailer were that it was too girly and we were seeing her really ditzy and yeah. all these things. And one of the things that people think they dropped the pilot for was to be like, oh, people are not getting the right perception of this from the trailer that they're seeing. So if we leak the pilot and we show them that it's more than this, then the buzz will yeah. go in the right direction and people will be more excited for the show than if they just had this trailer. That's the thought that's out there. Nobody knows if it's true or not. It could be a leak. It could not be. But either way, uh, I did watch it. 
So I'm not going to I'm going to try and avoid anything too spoilery because this doesn't even come on the air for like five to six months. It's going to be a while before this show airs. Melissa Benoist, who plays Supergirl, very charming and likable, even if she does come across a little bit too bumbly, like kind of the old school style Clark Kent. Yeah. We're like, oops, and oh, and whoopee, and all the things you saw in the trailer. Yeah. That is a little bit much. But the good thing about that is that it gives her character a lot of room to grow and evolve. Yeah. So she'll slowly start to not be as bumbly and as goofy. And it's like she's trying to pretend to be human too much. Right, right. But as she starts off the show not being Supergirl, like just being Kara, mm-hmm. she doesn't need to play up being bumbly. Like that's just her. So she's not doing it, putting on an act or anything. Whereas Clark used to actually do it on purpose. One thing that made zero sense for me from a logical standpoint, when the pilot starts, she's not Supergirl yet. She's just Kara and she's just working or Kara, I should say. She's just Kara and she's just working at this media firm, whatever, being an assistant for uh, Calista Flockhart's character. And she's already wearing glasses in public Mm -hmm. and not at home. The whole reason that Clark does that and that Kara does that, at least traditionally, is because it's a costume. Like people yeah. always make fun of the fact that you can't tell it's Superman because he has glasses on, but that right. is their that is their disguise. Since she's not Supergirl yet, that doesn't make any sense. She has Kryptonian eyesight. Why would she ever need How is she glasses? Not Supergirl yet? Because well, she's not in the costume. She doesn't use her powers. She like she knows she has them. She knows she has them, but she stay she doesn't use them. She stays under the radar. So, but. W- and so she's what not like I, what saving I, people or anything. Or, but what I take is she knows who she is. Yeah. And she knows her cousin. Who, yes. The Superman. Yep. So it's almost like she he's already in the world. She knows everything. Yes. She's just automatically adopted. I have to pretend. She's because adopted. she's seen what he's done. So I'm just going to wear glasses, too. And she's adopted. She I'm has just, maybe. nobody else to look up to. Like right. That, so she's probably here looking at him. That's like what I take from that is that she's watched him and said i'm gonna just mimic what he does maybe not even question it maybe but the the wearing the glasses part still just doesn't make sense to me just because the reason he does it is because of a disguise to separate himself from superman she has no intention of being a superhero she's like i'm going to fit in that's what she wants Mm. to do is fit into the world and the 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 story of supergirl they do kind of hit that story properly Mm -hmm. like the story of kara zorel is that she was sent from krypton Around the same time that Clark was, Mm -hmm. she was older. She's like 15 years older or something. And she was sent to Earth to protect him. Oh, what happened, though, is her her spaceship went off course and she ended up in like the Phantom Zone Mm -hmm. or like Frozen. There's different. They've rewritten the story a little bit. She basically ends up like suspended in time. So she doesn't age and she doesn't age. And then Clark lands, becomes Superman. And by the time she gets to Earth, he's older than her. Yeah. Even though she was older than him at the time. Sure. So now she's younger. She's like, oh, well, I don't have to protect him now. He's already Superman. So in the comics, she ends up becoming Supergirl hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the way that this starts off is she's like, well, he doesn't need my protection. So I'm just going to try being a normal person. Yeah. And not do anything with my powers necessarily. Uh, so she just tries to fit in. But obviously within the pilot, they take care of all that. Uh, I know I'm not that we're not supposed to necessarily like Calista Flockhart's character. I've just never been a big fan of hers to begin with mm-hmm. as an actress. I don't really care. So, yeah. I uh, mean, it's cool. They they nailed kind of a mainstream big 
that was like a big catch, I think, for the character. Yeah, I'll for the t- show. Yeah, sure, I sure. Mean, to cast her. Well, yeah, she's a, a big name. I just recognize. You might not know her name, but you know her face. You right, go, oh yeah, that right. girl. Yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of her. Jimmy Olsen, who in the show wants to be called James. He's like, only two people call me Jimmy, the big guy and my parents. I'm like, no, that's that's not right. Uh, so he wants to be called James Olsen. Well, maybe he'll eventually switch to Jimmy. And he doesn't feel like a Jimmy Olsen type character at all. Uh, I know people will probably jump right away and say it's because he's black that I'm criticizing that he doesn't feel like Jimmy Olsen. Nobody was going to say that, Rob. But now that you've put it out there in the universe, how <laughs> dare you I know, because right? he's black? <laughs> uh, it actually has nothing to do with that. I, I'm sure that's what people might think. But it's more the fact that he looks and he acts like a uh, confident athletic type. Whereas Jimmy has always been more of like a timid, dorky yeah. type. Yep. And he's a little more bumbly. I understand not having like two super bumbly characters in one episode or one show because mm. they're going to be he's going to be a, a major part of the show. But he's like he's like a fairly jacked looking guy who is like super confident. That just does not fit. The Jimmy Olsen. Where is the show taking place? It's in another city. It's not Metropolis. I forget exactly which one they said. I was, I was Jimmy Olsen. They explain it by. I thought he uh, worked at the Daily Planet. He used to, and in, in this story, and he knows Superman, and he knows a secret. But they. So this is basically Jimmy's been sent essentially to help Superman's her. Superman's been here fifteen plus years yeah, doing his thing, something like that. And then at this point. He asked, like, Jimmy was going to move on beyond Mm. the planet, and Superman asked, well, if you're going to leave anyway, could you maybe go over here and look after Kara? Yeah. So Jimmy's going to be kind of like a mentor. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. It's weird. I I don't know. It's fine, I guess, but it's weird. See how it plays. It's only one episode. Uh, There's a speech in the the pilot that justifies the name Supergirl versus Superwoman. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we live in a world where, unfortunately, we have to justify that because there's all those friggin' feminists and social justice warriors out there. They're going to be like, well, Supergirl is like not not like you want to be a woman, not a girl. Women are powerful and girls are not as powerful. It's, but there's a whole speech that kind of like justifies that that Calista Flockhart's character gives mm-hmm. that is fine. It wasn't necessary. I didn't need to hear that. I've never had any a problem with the name Supergirl. No, who has? But there are some people that need that for whatever reason. Uh, on the plus side of the show, they waste no time getting her into costume. Oh, good. She's in full costume like halfway through mm-hmm. the pilot. And out pilot there, is how long? St- uh, it's an hour long oh. show. So 40 something minutes. Well, some of the pilots are longer. Yeah, yeah. So like 20, 25 minutes and she's in costume Good. and doing her thing. So it starts off first 25 minutes. She's like, I will not be a superhero. I am a superhero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Oh, okay. Quick transition. Um, and the, the heat vision effects are very cool. Like after she uses her mm. heat vision, you can see her eyes almost like cooling down from it. Oh, cool. It's very cool. Very well done. How heavy did they go on special effects? It's not crazy, crazy. Because you wonder, are they going to be able to sustain it right, financially? Right. It looks good. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's she doesn't seem like the most athletic type, mm-hmm. so it is kind of like girly action. Like there are more athletic girls they could have Here gone comes with. Comes the hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> there are more athletic girls that would move like athletes, yeah. but you could also say she hasn't trained for this, right? A, she hasn't trained for this, and B, why would she ever need to train for anything? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right. well, she's that, yeah. way stronger and faster than everybody else anyway. Like, there's always she could reach for another girl's hair to pull it, and the head's coming off. Right, right. right. 
there's always uh, uh, jokes that people make, like, why isn't Superman this guy with, like, a beer gut and, like, a really kind of obese-looking body? Because what's he ever necessarily building strength with? Mm. Like, he's super crazy strong. He doesn't need to hit the gym. He's already stronger than everybody else. So wouldn't he just be some, like, out-of-shape-looking guy who just happens to be stronger than everybody else? I don't know. Maybe genetically... I guess they're just their bodies maintain leanness. I guess I don't so. know. It's, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's just that. I mean, there are look at the a- animal species. There are certain animals that just right. aren't. Look at you know lions, right? Tiger, like they're always lean, fast, strong. They're and that's, strong animals. In that sense, you could justify her look like at an elephant, right? To fucking rip to shit, right? And eat not all day. <laughs> I guess them too. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, so in that sense, you could justify Superman that. Justifies being. Uh, do ripped but. that her punching isn't like a trained puncher's punch right it's kind of like a weird looking punch and it doesn't matter because she's crazy strong right yeah because so. like, if you knew that you could throw a punch that was 20 times more powerful mm-hmm. than any other person on the earth would you would you, just, you just know you, whatever i'm just gonna throw a haymaker right, at you right if right. it hits it hits <laughs> because um, i win you know the only other thing in the pile of that I wanted to mention, too, is that there's a whole, like, anti-alien invasion government team thing mm-hmm. that's going on that she becomes intertwined with. I'm really not a fan of, like, that aspect of it. And they've set up, like, a formula to do your stereotypical, like, monster of the week setup. Like, this is going to be the villain this week. This is going to be a villain this week. This is going to be a villain. And not necessarily all, like, known villains, mm-hmm. but, like, how Smallville had, like, Kryptonian-infected people. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a different one each time. They set up a mechanic that will allow for a different person to be yeah. like chased after and apprehended every episode, which is. Are they going to, you think they're going to build a bigger. I hope theme? so. That's the thing. They have to. Like most shows will start with a monster of the week type idea or a case of the week type idea because it's easier. Yeah. And then within like the second half of the first season, they'll start to build some sort of larger is she scale story. To, is this character supposed to be in the. Batman Superman movies? No. Supergirl never appears? The DC TV universe is mm-hmm. completely separate from their movie universe. Even like, though they're still making mention of Superman and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Because like they already have a separate Flash cast for the movies mm-hmm. than the one playing the Flash on TV. So, yeah, they're keeping them totally That's separate. Silly. Now, the TV Think about crossing is, them over. Yeah. If you cross them over, how much bigger are those TV shows going to become? They will they? be much bigger. But it also means you have more to keep track of. When you're writing more stories for television, like some people think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are running into this problem because they intertwine. So now everything they create in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has to line up with the movies in some way. Like it's just more. With Supergirl, it's easier. She's in a different city doing her own thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she'll be pulled into the movies and then she can come back to her world because, you know. Well, the as far as we know, take place in Gotham or Met- Metropolis. Well, or and Supergirl is also supposed to be in a separate universe than Arrow and the Flash. Like everything on the CW is their own little world. There's no talk right now. I think it would be smart to cross over from yeah. CBS to CW, but there's no talk of like cross network stuff yet either. Hmm. So who knows? Those are our reviews, though. Uh, before we get into the news, also just another thing you can do to help support the show. If you go to thegeekgeneration.com slash support, that will take you to our Patreon page where you can sign up to become a patron of the Geek Generation. Just sign up, choose your contribution amount, and it will be donated automatically each month. You can cancel that donation at any time. 
We're asking for $1 a month. If you'd like to give more than that, that's also appreciated. And that $1 a month will uh, break down to roughly 25 cents a show. If you feel that our show is worth a quarter, please head on over <laughs> to thegeekgeneration.com slash support and sign up to become a patron there. We'd greatly appreciate that. Moving into the news, we yes, have a lot to talk about. We do. Some of this is a few weeks old, and that's okay, but we got to talk about what we got to talk about. First of all, mm. Captain America Civil War has yeah. commenced principal photography, and the extensive cast has been revealed. The third installment of the Captain America franchise will see the return of Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, mm -hmm. along with... <gasps> Big breath. And <laughs> go. Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff slash Black Widow. That's all we needed. Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier. Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson slash Falcon. Paul Bettany as The Vision. Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton slash Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Don Cheadle as Jim Rhodes slash War Machine. And Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff slash The Scarlet Witch. So it's almost going to be like a an, an Avengers movie. Yeah. Also joining the cast will be Paul Rudd as Scott Lang slash Ant-Man, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa slash Black Panther. That will be his first appearance in the Marvel movies. <laughs> Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter slash Agent 13, Daniel Brunn as Baron Helmet Zemo, Frank Grillo as Brock Rumlow slash Crossbones, William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross, and Martin Freeman in a currently undisclosed role. Now, one of the really interesting things about this cast, aside from the fact that it's ginormous, is uh, William Hurt returning as General Thunderbolt Ross. Of all the Marvel Cinematic movies, mm -hmm. the like redheaded stepchild that they don't speak of is the Incredible Hulk mm -hmm. because they recast Edward Norton to yeah. Mark Ruffalo. The same guy who played General Ross, though, in that movie, William Hurt, is returning for this mm -hmm. to play General Ross. So now they are... We there was always a connection before, yeah. But now they're strengthening that connection to the Incredible oh. Hulk movie by bringing that same cast in, which mm -hmm. is great because he was good at it. So, what do you think about all this? Oh, there's a lot. Of, I I thought it was going to be a bigger cast. I expected really to see more heroes fighting each other and disagreeing. Yeah. And well, there's I, like I look at the cast. I mean, they're all great characters. I just thought I expected I. Isn't Spider-Man supposed to be in it, too? And I'm Which, sure there's going to be a bunch of other superheroes. Right. And they haven't been able to announce Spider-Man. Yeah. They've announced that Spider-Man will be in it, mm -hmm. but we have no idea who's playing him. So yeah. that was they couldn't release that with the rest of the cast yet. But so far, it looks good. Yeah. I'll see it. I'm not into the really the Captain America movie. I, I saw the first one. I didn't see the second see, one. See, Captain but America this, is the best franchise they have going. This one I'll watch because it's almost like another Avengers movie. Yeah. I guess it's it's bigger than just him. Yeah. It includes everybody again, which makes it a, a bigger deal. Right, right. Even though it's centered around him and Tony, essentially. Yeah. That's the Civil I mean, War. is the Hulk going to end up in this? We don't know. So far, there's no plans to. Although there's rumors that because General Ross is in it, mm -hmm. that the Hulk will be because not only is he a Hulk character, but General Ross becomes the Red Hulk mm -hmm. in the comics. So he becomes another gamma-powered yeah. creature. Which would be crazy to watch Red Hulk and Hulk battle it out on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we've watched Tony Stark yeah. already fight him. Yeah. So we need another big character for the totally. Hulk to fight. Totally. It looks good. I don't, I, oh, I'm totally I, in. Yeah. yeah. Totally in. Speaking of Marvel stuff, Marvel mm -hmm. Entertainment has announced that not only will Rosario Dawson return for the second season of Marvel's Daredevil, 
but that her new deal will also allow her to appear across all of their other Netflix shows, including AKA Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal right there, too. I have a feeling that her character, you haven't watched Daredevil at all. No, yet, right? I haven't. Okay. I have a feeling that her character will be for the Netflix TV shows as Agent Coulson was for the Marvel movies. Oh, okay. She'll be kind of like the through character right. that we'll see pop up here and there to kind of like join those stories together because they're all supposed to culminate in the Defenders movie on Netflix. Like all these characters are oh, going to really? be. Yeah. Like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist will all join together and be the Defenders. So they're, that's really cool. Yeah. So Netflix is doing what Marvel did. Yeah. In, in a way. like Exactly what they're doing. And it's all in the same universe, too. Right. Like there's there's people See, that's cool because now the whole thing gets oh, there's people cool. thinking that even though we haven't it wasn't necessarily announced in the Civil War cast, we might see Daredevil pop up in Civil right. War because oh. we've already been introduced to him. Joining the list of cable channels making the jump to the Internet era, Showtime mm. has announced that it will offer a standalone streaming service launching in early July with Apple as its first partner. Simply maintaining the name Showtime, so while other cable companies have like given, other like HBO Go, they're not doing anything like that. They're just going to call it Showtime. Mm -hmm. Uh, The launch of the service will coincide with the new seasons of the critically acclaimed hit series Ray Donovan and Masters of Sex premiering on Sunday, July 12th. iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV users will be able to subscribe to Showtime on the Showtime app for one monthly Mm -hmm. price of $10.99, to view on all Apple devices. Additional platforms and providers will be announced soon. I think this was inevitable. Inevitable. What do you think about the price point? Well, I think they charge $13 a month to add it to your cable bill. Yeah. Is it really that much? I think so. Wow. I, I, a lot of the cable companies will offer a bundle if you get all the movie paid movie channels. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're like $12 or $13 standalone. If you just want HBO, just want Showtime. How so, much is Netflix right now? I don't know. I should ask my sister. She 11 pays or 12. For it, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the streaming service is. Right. I, I guess it's probably right on point with what they're doing. Yeah. I just I wonder if they have the same amount of content as Netflix. Because well, Showtime. Yeah. So they could put all the shows that they've ever had. If they, Dexter they are, and yeah. all that will be on there. They absolutely are. And I do feel like as far as premium channels go, Showtime has one of the best as far as quality of shows, catalogs. I don't know if it'll work because... There are going to be movies here, available what, too what, through them. Yeah, see that might work. What will happen is if they pull all their, what they have off of Amazon and they pull it off of Netflix and they go, well, we have our own streaming service mm-hmm. now. So Dexter, get we're pulling, you've right. lost your rights to have that on Netflix. Which is very possible. Which uh, of course they're going to have to do that. They're going to pull all their material off because yep. Netflix is building their own brand. Right. So instead of competing cable companies, now we're going to have competing streaming companies. Right. But at least it's going to be getting what you want by channel instead of getting like 10 channels and paying way more than you wanted to for channels you're not going to watch. At least you're picking and choosing. What's going to happen here, which which is interesting, is we've always been like, oh, don't you wish you could build your own a la carte TV programming? You know, I'll pay a buck a channel. What's going to happen is we're going to end up paying be 10 12, a channel. $12 yeah, yeah. a channel and we're going to be spending hundreds of dollars a month right. to watch what we could have watched. And then the cable company is going to be like, we told you so, 50 it's bucks possible. a month. It's possible. You know, I don't know. I don't see the need to get the showtime. No. I mean, if they release a television show, like if The Walking Dead 
appeared on it or if something like that happened i'd be like all right well i, I want to watch it so i'll have to pay for the streaming service right, right i mean there are people that probably i think well although that's buying it they probably buy it on like itunes for more than that for one show for a season yeah so this is cheaper in that sense they just don't own it like if something gets i also pulled. i think this would be a good test because Showtime might turn around and say, hey, we're pulling out of all our cable companies. Right. Now our stuff's available only streaming on all major devices, on Apple, on this, on yeah. Xbox, PS3, PS4. They might. I don't know if they can afford to right away, though. It might happen eventually. But, but... if people are paying for this here, now this is another source of income right. for them. Right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think the smartest thing would be for WWE to do that. They have the biggest platform wow. built. I think they should start pulling out of television. I think they're going to. Yeah. Or they'll at least, I think when they renegotiate, they'll be able to put Raw and SmackDown on the network. Like, I would they probably... They just aired a pay-per-view the other, last week, a couple weeks ago, that was exclusive to the network. Oh, really? The Elimination Chamber oh. was not available for purchase on pay-per-view. Really? It was exclusive to the network. I did not know that. And now there's a the next week they have money in the bank which is a standard paper yeah so you're going to start see them doing bonuses and i think they're going to pull right out of cable one of the reasons that i didn't get back into wrestling when i did have the network after i had gotten it for Mm -hmm. wrestlemania was because raw and smackdown were being released like three to four weeks after they aired and i'm like well that doesn't do me any good so if they have and that's because of the tv airings if it was just on the network it would all be live so it wouldn't matter then then I think it would be way easier for people to actually get into it again. I, I don't know what WWE makes off the advertising for TV, but if they pull all their programming and put it exclusively on the network, I think they're going to see their network buys go through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like they're what, at a million subscribers now, watch them hit two million. Right. Because right. you'll be like, the only way I can see WWE is on the network? Yeah. Crap, let's get it. It's only 10 bucks. Right. And they'd probably get more from Kids that. Kids are screaming at their parents, no, I want to watch wrestling. Exactly. All right, shut up. Here's the iPad. Go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your iPad. You know? Yeah. No, it's going to become that eventually. That's, they're going to, yeah. I yeah think, right. I think they'll make the move where it's simultaneously on TV and on the network, mm-hmm. and then they'll just put everything up. Why would you build your own network and not, and do, not that. do that? Yeah, I agree 100%. That's what I thought the intention was to begin with. And they're doing more advertising on the network. Mm-hmm. There's more revenue streams for them. They'll do it. And yeah. they should. They should. Totally. But they got to cut Raw back to two hours. Not three. Yeah. I know you don't care about Harry Potter too much, but I don't. Academy Award winning actor Eddie Redmayne has yeah. been cast as like the him, lead. Though. Yes, has been cast in the lead in Warner Brothers Pictures, Wizarding World Adventure, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. Redmayne will play J.K. Rowling's creation, Newt Scamander. The Wizarding World's preeminent magizoologist, who in his travels has encountered and documented a myriad of magical creatures, ultimately leading to his penning the Hogwarts School textbook. Hmm. So this uh, is a prequel, in a sense, yeah. exploring more of the world of Harry Potter, hmm. which Harry Potter fans, I'm sure, are very excited oh, for. So this is a cash cow. No doubt. Moo. I don't care about it that much. I'll probably see it, but I don't. I'm not like, woo, like I was excited about Harry Potter and I don't need anything else, really. Like, it's done. I'm good. (laughs) I don't need more. But I know there are people that do want it. Warner Brothers Pictures has announced that James Wan of Furious 7 and The Conjuring has been set to take the helm of the studio's upcoming Aquaman film. Uh Aquaman will make his big screen debut in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in 2016. And his solo film will be released in the summer of 2018. It's like Batman versus Superman, but everybody's going to be in it. 
Yeah. If this movie isn't three hours long, I know plus because I'm getting with the amount of characters and that they now he want they're putting him in it. Like yeah. The amount of characters that have to show up and we need to build a bigger story here and we have to introduce villains that they made announcements about. Mm-hmm. And it really should just be centered around Batman and Superman. This will either be well done mm-hmm. and will be a long movie, and at the end you're gonna go yeah, or this is gonna be so convoluted and there's gonna be so much that. I can. The critics are going to be like, the idea was great, but there's way too much to follow. Well, with Zack Snyder directing it and everything, I think the uh, latter is unfortunately more of the likely it's just, scenario. It's going to be a combo. They, there's, they're like, we're going to slow build this, and then they're like, fuck it, fuck it, throw them all in. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to screw around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure. I it's not sure it's the right call to make. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 has been announced for Xbox One mm. and PlayStation 4 with a release date set for later this year. Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 versions should arrive shortly after. Published by Activision and in development at Robomoto, the series will include some new additions such as power-ups and the ability to shoot projectiles for specific missions. Players will be able to create and share skate parks, and the game features online co-op and competitive play. I, I'm surprised they're still doing these games. I, I thought they just got trashed and we're done and then the skate series came out and that's gone yeah and after they did tony hawk ride with the the board yeah, peripheral, I thought this was that it. was a mistake no, just going back but now it looks like they're trying to jump back I, to the ones that were popular skateboarding is still popular i mean people will do it more probably more than ever i'd try a tony hawk five i not i used to love those games if they could recapture some of the classic gameplay and what made them fun then i'd be down i just again i don't want a convoluted game I need something. Make it a video game. Make it simple. It's a skating game. Yeah. Start with that. Keep it simple. Although previous reports suggested that Walt Disney Pictures had plans to move forward with Tron 3, The Hollywood Reporter now brings word that the planned return to the franchise will not be happening. While Garrett Hedlund and Olivia Wilde were both set to reprise their roles from Tron Legacy, the studio has elected not to go into production on the sequel. Did you have any excitement for a Tron 3? I didn't see the first two. No? Oh, wow. Okay. Don't give up. Okay. It's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, Tron Legacy was okay. The first Tron's pretty great, especially at the time. It doesn't hold up fantastically well just because of technology reasons. Uh, But it's not bad. It's worth watching. According to Deadline, a drama series is being developed about the 90s hit game Mist. This is interesting. The series will explore the origins of the island from the game where a man wakes up with absolutely no idea who he is where he is, or how he got there. Wait a minute. They did this. Lost. <laughs> yeah. Being developed by Legendary Maybe TV. Maybe this will be Lost done right. I mean, I, I liked Lost. I know. I didn't even finish it, yeah. but I'm just saying, you know, could be a good. Yeah. Being developed by Legendary <laughs> TV, the series will be released on Hulu. Uh-huh. Originally released in 1993, Mist is a first-person journey in the interactive world of the Island of Mist through the eyes of Stranger and was the biggest PC game seller of the 1990s until The Sims rose up to the mm. top in 2002. Yeah. It spawned a franchise with multiple sequels, selling over 12 million copies through 2003. Could be cool. Mist was a great game, I thought. Storyline was also very cool. It was, I mean, it was a big mystery. Yeah. So This could be a great, like, multi-season thing. It really could be. Thing. But they have to, they have to set an end date. Like, this is something where it needs to be built on mystery and they need to set an end and stick to it. Yes. It needs to be a full series already like developed in their Mm -hmm. heads. 
A Big Trouble in Little China remake is on the way, and reports say that Dwayne The Rock Johnson will headline as Jack Burton, the role iconically played by Kurt Russell in the 1986 original. Directed by John Carpenter, the original Big Trouble in Little China was scripted by Gary Goldman and David Z. Weinstein, who envisioned the story as a period western. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai's W.D. Richter was brought in to update the story to present day. It ultimately ended up following Burton, an American trucker who, after paying a visit to his friend in San Francisco's Chinatown, finds himself drawn into a supernatural showdown with the forces of evil. I didn't see it. Me neither. I've heard, though, it's one of those movies. It didn't do fantastically in the box office, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those movies that was so corny. I don't want to say bad, but corny. But the reason that it's so popular is because of its corniness. And that is a really hard thing to recapture. When you try to remake something, they're going to remake it and try to make it serious or they're going to try and aim for that same like level of charm, which doesn't seem to work. It's a lightning in a bottle thing. Yeah, you can't really recreate that. So I'm very apprehensive about it. I'm going to go watch the first one. I'm going to, too. I've heard good things. A couple months ago, word broke that cult director and Twin Peaks co-creator David Lynch was bowing out of the revival series that was set to air on Showtime, citing issues with negotiations and thus placing the future of the show in jeopardy. Now Lynch has announced that the revival is back on Mm. and he will, in fact, be back for the series, which people are very excited about because they've all said without David Lynch, there is no Twin Peaks. Mm. I did not watch Twin Peaks. Nor did I. Was that like a mystery show? Yeah. It was, uh, I think the first season was centered around the murder of a particular character, Laura Palmer mm. or something like that. And then after they solve the mystery or it just like spirals out, it becomes like really weird and trippy mm. and like sci-fi-ish. Mm. So uh, again, that's another series I've heard very good things about. It, I guess it was an early inspiration for the X-Files as well. So it has like that same kind of tone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Warner Brothers Pictures is currently in development on a motion picture adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand, Mm. with Josh Boone sitting in the director's seat. The rap is reporting that in an unprecedented move, the story will begin on television as an eight-part miniseries on Showtime that will set up the story and characters, which will then culminate in the feature film. Interesting. The Stand tells the story of a full-scale apocalypse driven by the accidental release of a biological weapon and the ensuing struggle of good versus evil carried out by the world's final survivors. Are you familiar with the story? I'm not. The stand? I'm Neither not. am I. I know there was a TV miniseries I at one point so. in the 90s. Yeah. And yeah, they, they, I don't know if it was any good or not, but. I don't know. This is interesting, though. I like I the it, idea. It was, um, it was, yeah, it was a miniseries. Six or eight episodes, I think. It sounds, all sounds familiar. Right, like, I right. Was like, Didn't we already do this? I like the idea of using a series to build the, the world mm. and then kind of tell the story in the movie. But the only thing they need to make sure they do with this is I need movies to stand on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm just a firm believer that even if you are based in something pre-existing, you need to create a movie that tells a complete story by yeah. itself. So you can't lean too heavily on the stuff that you do beforehand. Not everybody's going to see it. Especially exactly. if it's on Showtime. Right, right. Nintendo and Universal Parks and Resorts have announced plans to bring the world of Nintendo to life this at Universal cool. Theme Parks by creating spectacular, dedicated experiences based on Nintendo's wildly popular games, characters, and worlds. Very cool. That is cool. It also means that Nintendo is getting a little looser. Like, I know they had talked, we had talked before about Mm -hmm. uh, the Zelda TV series potentially coming to Netflix. 
that was uh, disproven. However, if Nintendo is loosening up on their licensing and allowing other people to deal with properties, that's a good thing. Letting a theme park handle it is a big deal. It is a very big deal. So and a cool one. Yeah, I think. that'd be it's a great step for you. I don't know where, where Universal is going to do it. They don't have a lot of land to build, but it's not like Disney. They've <laughs> right. got, they could build what they have probably seven more times and still have space. They'll start building uh, F-Zero uh, tracks up in the yeah, clouds and yeah, stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be cool to see. Like I envision you're going to walk into a land. It's going to look like Mario. Right. And like it's just going to look cool. And there'll be pipes everywhere. Yeah, and it's like gonna, piranha plants. It's going to be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Music's playing. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have a, a Lakuta up there. With his his fishing pole and a security camera. I mean, they, <laughs> you, if you've been there, and I always go back to it, the Harry Potter section mm-hmm. is. I mean, the fact that they did that is, and as well as they, like, you forget where you are. Yeah. You really are just like, wow, I feel like I'm in a little town. Yeah, I can't imagine what they're going to be able to do with this stuff. Right, because I mean, the worlds be are so big at this point. Yeah, that it's they have be so really much cool. to pull from. Yeah, and I think have, that's cool. They have a lot of stuff. You're right that they can pull from. I mean, yeah, like you Nintendo. could end up going through. Uh, the Mushroom Kingdom, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're in Hyrule, and then just like from one thing to another. Yeah. It'd be very awesome. Funimation Entertainment has announced that Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F will screen in theaters across the U.S. and Canada from August 4th through the 12th. Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F is the 20th film in the Dragon Ball franchise, which first debuted in North America in 1986. Hmm. The new movie showcases the return of Frieza, one of the greatest villains in all of anime. Now resurrected from death, Frieza embarks on plans to take his revenge on the Z fighters of Earth. Goku and Vegeta once again face their nemesis together, but this time it is a fight for Earth's very survival. I am super excited. Yeah. Yes, because I just love friggin' Dragon Ball. I am not a Dragon Ball guy. And I'm very excited for uh, the new movie. Obviously, it's come out in Japan already, mm-hmm. but uh, when they fully dub it, it's funny, too, because the theatrical trailer that they release for English mm-hmm. audiences has no dialogue in it because no. they just haven't done That's great. the dubs yet. So it's just like showing yeah. clips and action and stuff like that and text of <laughs> like, coming soon. <laughs> da, da, da. Dragon Ball Z. But it still works. Oh, yeah. I'm totally excited. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Everybody in this country is still hyped. So oh, yeah. Mission accomplished. Yep. That's all they needed to do. You don't, who needs words? Exactly. Just pictures. Yeah. That is all of our news, though, and uh, all of our reviews. So we do have some time left that we can mm-hmm. fill in this show. So I thought we would play a little game. Okay. Uh, this is something that somebody gave me a little while back. It is a Marvel trivia game. And yes. I thought it would be interesting to kind of uh, test each. I don't know if you want me to throw questions <laughs> at you, too. Let's test Rob today, okay. guys, because I will fail miserably at this. Now, I wanted to be. If I couldn't do the WWE theme song game, you think <laughs> I'm going to do OK in this? I wanted to make sure that this was completely fail. fair. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't opened it. As proof, you can see that these are still yeah. in plastic. OK. I haven't, like, pre-looked at these, so I don't know. And there's, like, four different packs. So I don't know what the questions are. I mean, obviously, I can see just the one card yeah, that's yeah. on the top. So I'm just, you want me to just pick some random questions out yeah, of Yeah, let's see if right. I uh, if I know my stuff. I'm opening the pack, ladies and gentlemen. I'm putting myself on blast today, he is. He is. which is not something I do often. It's usually putting other people in the hot seat. Yeah. All right, we'll start off with a... a let's see. And I am a DC guy primarily, too. You so are, so let's start. Let's we'll see how I do with my Marvel knowledge. Oh, he's shuffling, too. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. 
I don't some, know if some there's... of these are multiple choice, some are true or false. Oh, really? So I want yeah. to There's probably a formal way to play this game, but we're just like whatever. Cards and questions All right. and answers. The uh here, first question. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Robinson. All right. He's <laughs> locked in in his seat, he's ready to go. I'm good. And the lighting changes. And I'm not gonna move my hands, so there's no looking okay. things up on computers or anything like that. The heroine, Echo, suffers from what physical ailment? The heroine Echo, Echo suffers from what physical ailment i would say i'm not even familiar with the character honestly but i would say based on her name that she's blind uh close deaf she is deaf damn it it was either blind or deaf and i figured (laughs) that deaf wouldn't make sense for someone named echo because if it came back to her right right so so i'm already screwed this is terrible next one so we're gonna go to an avengers theme here okay what member of the avengers Mm mm-hmm Married the Scarlet Witch. Oh, the Vision. All right, he got that one. Yeah. All right. Next one. Next one. Let's. So I'm I'm one and one. He's one and one. One and one. All right. <laughs> Eventually, who... I'll be twenty one and one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. All right. You want to do a true or false, or do you just want questions? That you are give just... me whatever you want to give me. All right. True or false? The first Captain Marvel was a great Badoon warrior. Badoon warrior. B a d o o n. So the first Captain Marvel was True a great Badoon warrior. I could be wrong, but I thought the first Captain Marvel was Carol Danvers, so that would be false. It is false. However, the first Captain Marvel was a great Cree warrior. They were looking at what kind oh, of warrior. Okay. So maybe I'll phrase the question better. Although I just oh no that, no that makes sense. Okay. So I didn't. I wasn't entirely right in my. Uh, in my rationale, but I still somehow right. pulled it off. Hmm. Let's see. All right. What was the name of the vampire creature that has battled Captain America several times? Captain America? Yes. Oh. So what is the name, for those of you playing at home, somebody's screaming right now. What is the name of the vampire creature that has battled Captain America several times? See, I was hoping that question would be, what is the vampire creature that has battled Spider-Man? Many times, because mm-hmm. I know that. Who is that? That is Morbius. Okay. The living vampire. Uh, and since I don't necessarily know... This name is so... When you hear it, too, you're going to go, really? That's yeah. So... <laughs> since I don't necessarily know any other... Unless it's like Dracula. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Uh, if there's, I, I know no other vampire in the Marvel Universe aside from Blade and... Well, actually, Dracula is... In the Marvel Universe, I think, because Dracula is part of the Blade story, maybe? He must be. Yeah. I'm going to say Dracula. Baron Blood. Oh, God. Right? How stupid is that? We're going to stick on the same card here. Oh, there's more than one question. Yeah, some of them are... uh, So you got a question, a true or false, and then you have a multiple choice. This is a multiple choice. I'm still at 50%. So this is going to... You have three options here. Okay. What military man... First witnessed Bruce Banner becoming the Hulk and exposed his secret identity. Was it Thunderbolt Ross, Glenn Talbot, or Nick Fury? It was Glenn Talbot. No, you are correct. Yeah. Rob's on his way up. All right. Three All and right. two. That one is a ridiculously easy question. <laughs> so you skip the ridiculous. Oh, easy. it's so easy. Okay. Um, That's fair. True or false? False. No. Right. <laughs> oh, wait. The question. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson's son. John yeah. married Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk. So oh. true or false, did J. Jonah Jameson's son, John, marry Jennifer Walters, also known as She-Hulk? 
I know that his son was a uh, an astronaut. I know that from the Spider Man cartoon. But did he marry She Hulk? I'm gonna say false. True. Damn it. Interesting, because J. Jonah Jameson he hates Spider Man too. So That's imagine true. that his son. Oh, right. Oh man. Back to fifty percent. Three and yes, three. Yes. I'm not doing as well as I thought I was going to. These are some of these are deeper than I thought, even though there are probably people out there like Rob's an idiot. All right. Uh, what branch of the military mm-hmm. did War Machine James Rhodes serve? Air Force. Marine Corps. Damn it. He's I quick figured, with the I, answers, too. I thought that's, that's why he had a flying suit. Well, that, uh, makes logical sense. US. All right. Here's one. Sin is the daughter of what Captain America foe? Oh, my God. Is this multiple choice? Sin, S-I-N, yeah. is the daughter of what Captain America foe? No, there's only one answer. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh, let's say Red Skull. Yeah. Yes. You got it. So we're going to continue along in the Avengers thing here. Okay. What longtime Avenger foe was constantly looking to impress his love, Mistress Death? Thanos. Eh, I don't have to give you the multiple choice. That one I knew. Yeah. Oh, that was multiple choice? It was. Oh, okay. Well, it was, it was going to be. It was going to be. Um, no, I knew that one easy. That's that's Thanos's whole deal is he wants yeah. to impress death, and that's yeah. why he like wants to destroy the universe. He wants to kill as many people as possible for her to win her over. All right, let's see. It's your kind of lady. <laughs> it, is. it is. Which core member of the Avengers did not have a solo comic series as part of the Heroes Reborn launch? Was it a Captain America? B, Iron Man, or C, Thor. So which one of them did not have a solo comic as part of the Heroes Reborn launch? I'm going to say Thor. You are correct. Yes. How did you know that? I don't know. You just guessed? I did. (laughs) Thor is the least prominent of the three, so it makes sense that he wouldn't get a solo comic when the others are clear money makers. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what the worst part of a lot of these questions? The names of the characters, I can't pronounce half of them. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, you, you actually look through and I'm like, I, this is not even English anymore. <laughs> we'll do a few more. Oh, here's an interesting one. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, We'll save that one for after. Oh, we'll no. Daredevil finds the Kingpin's presumed dead wife and returns her to the Kingpin. What is her first name? Vanessa. You got it. This guy, he knows his stuff. She's also in the series. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. True or false? After the assassination of Captain America, Iron Fist becomes leader of the new Avengers. True or false? That is false. How come? Because the new Avengers are led by the new incarnation of Captain America. Luke Cage. Oh, Luke becomes Cage. leader of the new. I don't even know who that is. All I'm picturing is Johnny Cage. Oh no, <laughs> Luke Cage is also known as uh, Power Man, but you might not know who okay. that is either. Uh, and Luke Cage is one of the uh, Netflix series characters that will have his own series. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's there's a, a lot of these cards in here. When Cap was assassinated, they actually had uh, Bucky become a new version of Captain America. I thought he maybe led the hmm. new Avengers, but well, they killed I don't off know. Captain America. That's you know. Well, yeah, but okay, it's the comics. <laughs> Another this is this thing as I scroll through. This is like super Avengers heavy. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to do two more questions for you. Okay. All right. What longtime Avenger forms a second version of the team, the West Coast Avengers, which sounds like a gang? Mm. Is it Hawkeye, Giant Man, or the Wasp? It is 
Oh, man. He's like, yo, man, this ain't good enough. We're going to be the West Coast Avengers. You're going to be the East Coast Avengers. We're going to leave the middle of the country where it at. I should know this. Is it Hawkeye, Giant Man, or the Wasp? It is Hawkeye. You are correct. Yeah. That was a good one. True or false? So you got a 50-50 shot here to end this. Okay. Is this the one you put aside? No, the other one was. Oh, okay. Uh, Where was it? True or false? Beast was the first former member of the X-Men to join the Avengers. True or false? False. True. Really? That's right. Beast was the first X-Men to join the Avengers. I would have thought it was Wolverine. Although, can that, you imagine, like, he would die, uh, yeah, Iron Man would be like, yay, you, he'd be like, <laughs> Wolverine was an Avenger. He was? Oh, yeah. I can't imagine him lasting two seconds. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, imagine, they could technically have any of the X-Men kind of pop up in the Avengers movies if, they? if if Fox didn't own oh. the license. They probably would have already used Wolverine because he's so popular. How can they not? If they got Spider-Man, they got to be able to pull. Like how can they not? Go yeah, but to they're Sony also and, they're mean, also uh, separate. Like Fox and Fox might not be as willing to play along as Sony is. If you hack them, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Anybody out there? Just saying. You did good. Thank I think. you. I you did. Know your stuff. Okay, I've lost track of how I was. I was probably about fifty. As I go through, I mean, there but, are some questions on here that you literally you would have to know everything. I could just tell. Like, right. who's going to know this stuff? I thought it'd be easier based on like one of the top cards I saw, and I was like, oh, I don't know that, no problem. But then some of these, like, I didn't know who Echo was. I don't know who that character but, is either. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a game we could full on play. <laughs> if I'm only at fifty percent, I don't know how some of the other show people would do. It's a difficult one. Yeah. I do eventually, when we get to it, I have a, uh, a Geek Jeopardy game set up yep. for us to play. And that would be a fun thing to do on yeah. a live video stream or something. Definitely. But we shall see when we get to it. Uh, so, final thoughts or something you'd like to plug as we wrap up the show this week? You can follow me, or you can at least request to follow me, on Instagram, at uh, or InstaPoo, or InstaShit, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Mike from the gym, or SBV Supplements, or Westerly Fitness. To see everything else that we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration and follow at geekgeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back next week with more Mm -hmm. stuff for you, and we will see you then. Later. See ya. Make it so.